1: Welcome to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. And now, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and
2: welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living on Voice America, America's Voice. And we are now bringing you two guests in, in our hour together. And our first guest in our 2 o'clock hour till 2.30 is Dr. Joseph Nowinski. He is a clinical psychologist in private practice. And he's the author of numerous books. But today we are talking about male borderline personality disorder. So if you're a woman who's living with someone that you think may have borderline personality Or you're a man who has a friend or a relative or someone you work with that you think may have this, listen up, because there are some very important facts you're going to learn today. The name of the book is Hard to Love, Understanding and Overcoming Male, Borderline Personality Disorder. Again, Joseph Nowinski, Ph.D., is a clinical psychologist in private practice. He's the author of numerous books for professionals and the general public, and a blogger for the Huffington Post. He's the principal author of 12-step facilitation therapy, which is listed in the prestigious natu- National Registry of Evidence-Based Programs and Practices. And his most recent books are Saying Goodbye, A Guide to Coping with a Loved One's Terminal Illness, and Almost Alcoholic, Is My or My Loved One's Drinking a Problem? Welcome, Joe.
3: Thank you very much. Pleasure to be All here. Right.
2: Yeah. So you really deal a lot with addiction, addictive yes. personalities. Okay, and would you consider this male borderline personality disorder an addictive personality?
3: No, I think it's, a, it's kind of different from addiction, although you're right, I have done a lot of work in the area of addiction. Um,
2: it has, it's,
3: you know, the, the, the concept of borderline personality disorder has been known for, you know, for several decades to professionals, but mostly as, as applied to women. Um, and if you recall that movie, you know, some time ago called Fatal Attraction,
0: that mm-hmm. really brought
3: into the public consciousness that concept of borderline personality disorder. Now, the, the character that Glenn Close played was an extreme example, very, very obvious extreme example of borderline personality disorder, um, but it sort of made people aware of that. Uh But, the, but the, the, the problem associated with BPD goes from, can go from relatively mild... To mm-hmm. that very obviously very dysfunctional severe form of violence, but it's only been you know fairly recently that that professionals have have begun to look at this disorder as it might apply to men. Typically, mm-hmm. uh, men who can exhibit similar or you know it can manifest itself a little bit differently in men uh, are often sort of misdiagnosed. You know, we're pretty good at identifying that syndrome in women and mm. developing programs for helping them. I mean, you know, that woman in, in fatal attraction, you know, you, you could misdiagnose her or, or just say, well, she has an anger problem. <laughs>
2: mm. <laughs> so, well, and I that sort of, that yeah, sort of misses
3: point. the whole boat, you know. That's much, well, it's, it's much more than an anger problem. But what yeah. happens for men is that's what tends to happen to you know, men with, with borderline personality disorder misdiagnosed as either having a yeah. substance abuse problem or an anger well, management ask, problem. Let
2: me ask you this. My question is, how would you compare this borderline personality disorder to being a manic depressive or being bipolar? Is it similar?
3: Well, being you no, know, being bipolar, mal manic depressive is, um, is is really you know a separate kind of disorder, and there's a couple okay. variations of them. One is a one has mood swings uh you know uh, you know that from very being very hyper and up to being very very depressed and another form is just like periodic depressions mm-hmm. and bipolar disorder uh the, the good news is that it's not really a personality disorder it doesn't have to do with how you're raised or the experiences you had growing up it's more a biochemical thing and there are mm-hmm. treatments for it now. Uh, unfortunately, um, you know, what, what's his name our famous comedian who died recently also had oh, Robin bipo- Williams. Robin sad. Williams had bipolar disorder and suffered with it for many years. Now, some people for most people with bipolar disorder, medication and counseling really helps them control it. There are a mm-hmm. few people for whom it's really a struggle to control it. That may have been
2: his issue. Mhm. So so how is this different? Because some of the some of the symptoms are similar. There is mood change yeah. in this. There right. can be there can be um, alcohol abuse or addiction. So how right. how is it? Yeah.
3: Right. Well, that's why it's a very important. It's a really a really critical issue that you're raising because for years men you know women who who manifest those things the mood swings the insecurity uh, they're being very thin skinned. Tending Mm -hmm. to see the world in terms of black and white, you know they they often were were diagnosed as 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 borderline, and you know it's really the 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 roots of that are really not in biochemical. It's not just in your brain chemistry; it's in your past experiences. And for Mm -hmm. men, usually we miss the boat on that. So the difference is that uh, borderline personality disorder is is not a biochemical disorder like bipolar, which responds to, to medicine. Uh, unfortunately, men and women with with a borderline personality disorder sometimes are given medicine because they're misdiagnosed. You know, thinking mm-hmm. that their moods their mood, their moodiness is, is related to bipolar. But the but the moodiness in bipolar men and women is different. It has more to do with being very thin skinned, uh, mm-hmm. very sensitive to criticism. Um, in women, that being thin skinned shows up in tending to be to get depressed. Uh, sometimes even, you know, into cutting yourself, into uh, abusing yourself, uh, uh, feeling suicidal. Uh, that, that insecurity in women shows itself that way. In the man with borderline personality disorder, he's also very thin-skinned, but he's more likely to be aggressive about it. So mm-hmm. uh, if he perceives himself being criticized or demeaned or put down or abandoned, uh, unlike the woman who might get depressed and self-destructive, he's more likely to get angry and, and, and kind of flare out.
2: Mm. What are some of the, this is a very complex issue. So, yeah. and I know that in your book you offer hope to men yeah. and to women. So, what are some of the strategies or where's the hope here?
3: Well, first of all, it, you, you've got to see it for what it is. Uh, women with BPD have been diagnosed, you know, in, in large part because they're willing to, to be open about the experiences they had growing up. Usually, uh, this has to do with either feeling abandoned uh, growing up, uh, feeling rejected growing up, or having a very ambivalent parent and you can't tell from day to day whether that parent likes you or doesn't like you, uh, or what's going to happen when you go home, or feeling uh, also, maybe feeling second best like this, somebody else in the family that's really good and you're not so good, uh, or damaged goods. Those kinds of experiences growing up are what sets the stage for borderline personality disorder in both men and women. Now, women, you know, I think, which is a good thing, um, are generally more willing to talk about that. And so the therapist who talks to the woman with BPD can can nail that diagnosis based on information they get, you know, through therapy. Men don't tend to open up about it. Men tend to be very closed about those experiences. Mm. And so it's often hard to connect the dots, if you will, you know, um, and realize that this guy is being very thin-skinned. He tends to maybe drink too much to deal with his depression or anxiety uh, and maybe diagnose it as an alcohol problem as opposed to, the borderline personality disorder that it really is.
2: Mm-hmm. So, it, you said it's tricky. Then it's tricky sometimes to diagnose. What are the definitions? It's definites? tricky for men
3: because you know, the the thing for for if you're a counselor with a man, is to get him to own up about what it was like for him in his formative mm-hmm. years. Men tend to not want. They tend to feel like we we've, we've got to be tough. You know, we don't want to be wimpy. You know, we don't want to come across as a sissy or anything like that. So we don't want to talk about the fact that, you know, maybe your father abandoned the family when you were four or five years old. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or maybe, you know, maybe you were beaten, you know, uh, or maybe you were treated like you were, uh, you know, damaged goods and and just not good enough. Maybe you were constantly Mm -hmm. ridiculed. But, you know, most men don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about that, and they don't want to talk about how that then shows up in their adult relationships, okay, their their intimate relationships, which is where this, this BPD really does show up for men and women. It makes them very difficult for them to have lasting relationships because of, you know, their symptoms.
2: And it must be hard for them to have real intimacy, emotional intimacy with someone. Yes,
3: yes because they're constantly... Vigilant for being abandoned, you see, mm-hmm. uh, rejected or abandoned, and, and, and you know, men will report if they're in a relationship with a woman with BPD, and the similar similar for women, is that they can never tell sometimes what they did that got them upset or angry. Or made him feel unappreciated or abused, uh, it could be something simple that the guy comes home from work. the guy and these people can be very successful too. These are not necessarily unsuccessful or very dysfunctional people. Uh, women and men with BPD can be pretty pretty highly functional. but the guy could come home from work to his to his wife and kids, and she's really busy, maybe she's got a job, comes home, picked up the kids from daycare and trying to prepare dinner, and he walks in. And she doesn't say hello to him. She doesn't walk over and give him a hug. And then suddenly he's depressed and brooding, irritable, angry. And she, she sometimes has you know no idea why. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that can make it difficult, obviously, for a relationship.
2: All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are talking to Dr. Joseph Nowinski, Ph.D. His book is Hard to Love, is the name of the book. Understanding and Overcoming Male Borderline Personality Disorder. And how can people get the book, Joseph, Joe?
3: Oh, it's available in bookstores. It's also available online, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, everywhere.
2: All right. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Dr. Nowinski about what are some strategies that we can use right. um, for solutions to help if you are living with a male with borderline personality or if you suspect that's the case. You're listening to Patricia raskin Positive Living right here on Voice America, America's Voice, and we'll be right back.
1: Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network.
0: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
1: Stimulating talk gets those
2: synapses in the brain firing really fast.
1: All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That number again is 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living.
2: Well, hello, everyone, and we are back, and my guest in this half hour is Dr. Joseph Nowinski, and he is the author of the new book, Hard to Love, Understanding and Overcoming Male Borderline Personality Disorder. Uh, Joseph Nowinski, Ph.D., is a clinical psychologist in private practice, and he's written numerous books for professionals and general public, um, including 12-step facilitation therapy and, and many others. Welcome back, Joe. Thank you. All right. What are some of the solutions that you can think of? Um, again, as we said during the break, it's, tr- it's tricky. Right, to, right. Because, it's tricky because, because
3: this is something yeah. that, that people have not been particularly paying attention to. And that's the purpose. That's why I wrote the book. So the first half of the book is designed to help men and, and those who are in relationships with them Understand what is what is male borderline personality disorder, uh, to recognize it if it's in yourself as a man or if it's in a man you're in a relationship with, and also to get a sense for how severe it is. You know, it doesn't have to be necessarily very severe; uh, it can be moderate, but it can still be affecting your relationship. So then it becomes once you realize what it is, what do you do about it? Um, and I like to begin with with men. Uh, men with BPD walk around with what I call free-floating anxiety. Um, no matter how successful they might be, no matter how good they may be at their job or matter, you know, how good their family life is, they never seem to be that comfortable in their own skin, if you know what I mean. They often yes. walk around feeling anxious. That's what their partners will say. You know, He's just not... Doesn't seem to be happy with himself. Doesn't seem to be comfortable with himself. And that's free-floating anxiety that comes from those early experiences. So I, one, to begin the solution, men need to get a grip on that. So I offer some very practical advice and solutions and exercises in the book for managing your anxiety, free-floating anxiety. It's not the solution to the whole problem, but unless you can, you know, sort of you know, get a, get a handle on that free-floating anxiety, then the rest of the solutions may not work so well. So it begins with some exercises and daily exercises in how to control uh, that free-floating anxiety and make it more manageable.
2: Can you um, give us one of those?
3: What might be one Yeah, one, one is one is a simple technique called uh, you know called mindfulness meditation. is very popular. You can you can read my book or you can go online and Google mindfulness med- meditation. Uh, there's a lot of research that shows that practicing mindfulness meditation just for you know 15 minutes a day, uh, if you do it consistently for for a period of time, it really can reduce uh, anxiety levels in people. Uh, it's been helpful for people with chronic pain. It's been helpful for people yeah. who are dealing with cancer. Uh, it's been helpful for people who are dealing with things like borderline personality disorder. So it sort of tones down the anxiety that the man's experiencing day in and day out. Um, and then once you know, and then for the next step is to start, you know, what I call you know finding your voice, and that is kind of taking a look back at your past. And, you know, giving a voice to what you really experienced that you probably haven't shared with anyone. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of partners with men with BPD will say they know very little about their past. He's very secretive. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're very shocked often when they find out just what it was like for him growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the and these are part, sometimes
2: people got, in long term marriages, as you're saying, that may yeah. not know. Absolutely,
3: absolutely. Mm. Many, many, many women in long-term marriages so "I know he's never been that comfortable with himself. I know that his ba- his family life wasn't good growing up. But he never talks about it. I never mm. knew. I never knew that he was constantly put down. Uh, I, I never knew that you know uh, he, he wow. never knew he was going to have clothes to wear to school. And he never talked about that." Uh, and of course now as an adult male, he walks around day to day feeling anxious, thin-skinned, always look, on the lookout for her rejecting him or abandoning him. Mm. So giving a voice to that is the next part um, of the solution. And then from there you have to start moving from self-hatred to what I call self-acceptance. Uh, the kid who's been, you know, rejected or abandoned or abused or boy or girl, um, doesn't stand back and blame their abuser. They blame themselves, okay? Mm. So they grow up feeling that they're second best or damaged goods. They hate themselves. And these, some of these guys are very successful. I've worked with very successful but, attorneys, college so, professors. So, but so deep down, the they, they, they don't like themselves.
2: Right, but here's the question. How do yeah. you, as, as, a, as a wife, a spouse, significant other, say to the successful guy you're living with, she, right. honey, I'm worried you may have borderline. How do, you, how do you even get them to acknowledge it and get them to the well, table, so to speak?
3: Well, I think, I think well, you know, first of all, you, 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 know, you could give him the book and see if he's open to reading it. Uh, yep. Second of all, you could point out some of the symptoms that we talked about in the first part of this book, which is, you know, you know, you, you, you know I think you really tend to look for, you know, rejection and abandonment a lot, Joe, you know, that's what you say to me. You know, you, you know. Sometimes I just don't know where you're coming from, and I, you know, I love you. But a lot of times, you act like, like um, you, you feel rejected. So sometimes pointing out the symptoms um, can open the door to a dialogue. You don't want to blame somebody. You don't want to just say, "Hey, you've got borderline personality disorder," and you know, okay. you're you're broken because that's right. how he feels anyway. So you want to say, you know you, know, you, you know, you don't seem to be comfortable with yourself. You seem to be very sensitive to, to the kids. You seem to be, a lot of times I notice that if I'm paying attention to the kids, you seem to, 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 to seem depressed. Pointing out some of the symptoms can, can create that dialogue, okay? Uh, and sometimes saying to somebody, you know, you never have talked about, about your family life growing up. You know, I, I, you know, I'd really be interested in knowing more about it. Yeah. So those kinds of dialogues you know can can open the door.
2: very important. And now do you work with people individually or in groups? How do you work with people with this borderline personality?
3: I've, I have I have worked predominantly with 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 men individually and in although I've just recently started a group for men here in Connecticut with with, with, with failed mild to moderate borderline personality disorder. I think mm-hmm. the severe forms need you know, more intensive one-to-one therapy. So for, for some men, again, opening up about giving a voice to what it was like for them growing up, uh, they need to do that one-to-one sometimes with a therapist. They can't even do it with a partner at first. But, you know, sometimes they can get to the point where, you know, sharing that with other men can be very, very healing.
2: Mm. What about and medication? And it can also open
3: that door to self-acceptance. They can realize that, you know, I'm really, I, I'm really not second best. I'm really not damaged goods. Um, that's just the remnants of my childhood.
2: Does medication play a role here? It can. It can help if the if the
3: if the anxiety is really severe. If that free-floating anxiety is really severe, and say the mindfulness meditation doesn't help, or it helps a little bit but not enough, But adding something on top of that could help for for men and women. Some women's experiences going back are so you know so so traumatic. That uh, giving a voice to it is really very difficult, and sometimes they need not only to use meditation, but sometimes medication. And the same is true for men.
2: hmm mm-hmm. But it's not all right. The same. So, it, it, so su- I, I summarize because we're coming to the close of the interview. If you had, yeah. what would be? What do you want our listen, our readers and listeners to get from this? What's the main? What's your message?
3: Well, I want them to get the fact that first of all that this is a diagnosis that's been, uh, that men, men with BPD have been misdiagnosed and mistreated for a long time, just like women used to be. That this is something that is, is not just biological, it's something that has to do with your personality and your experiences growing up. The good news is, is once you get a handle on that, once you realize that, that this, this is a real diagnosis and where it comes from, you know, you can work your way out of this just like women with BPD do. Yeah, so right. men can work their way out of this by, by learning to, to control their anxiety, learning to give a voice to their experiences, um, learning to, uh, you know, working on self-acceptance, and also on their relationships, learning to, to sort of like develop you know, healthy boundaries in relationships, you know, between me, you, and us.
2: Yeah, absolutely. it explore it often. All right, and how can people find this book? And again, the book is Hard to Love, Understanding and Overcoming Male Borderline Personality Disorder.
3: Well, the good news is the book is pretty widely available on the Internet through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and most local bookstores can get it pretty easily. Um, and the other thing I would suggest to people: look, if you if you have a, if you think this may be an issue for you, and you know a therapist, suggest that the therapist take a look at this book, you know, because maybe that can be something that you can be a guide through therapy as well.
2: All right, thank you so much for being on the program.
3: Oh, my pleasure. Thanks yes. for having
2: me. All right, again, our guest has been Dr. Joseph Nowinski, author of Heart to Love: Understanding and Overcoming Male Borderline Personality Disorder." Thanks again, Joe.
3: Yeah, right. thank you. Bye.
2: All right. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to take a quick break, folks. And when we come back, we'll be back with our second guest on the program for you. Stay tuned. You're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living on Voice America, America's Voice.